Goku decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Levels. I'm feeling these levels too. I don't are think you... anyone's played with them. Since no, they're last still night. okay. Great. Levels are good. All right. Hi, and welcome to the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. I'm Jeremy. This is episode 104. Can't Putin. And it's not poutine, it's poutine. Put a lot of energy on that. I liked it. Yeah. Because I I don't want, you know, like when I butcher the French, I really like to lean into it. with, And I try and put the French, the real French accent on there. I think I I probably don't get it quite right. But I really like to try. When I do the butcher French, I love to lean hard into my English pronunciation and just really literally read the word. Poutine. Poutine. Yeah, so I mean, we have our two ways of doing. Yeah. We have the two uh, two English people's way of doing French. Which yes, is just leaning in too hard or not at all. Yeah, yeah, or <laughs> lean right away. Lean right away. <laughs> I have no idea what these words are. Excente. Uh, I don't know. Excente. That's the word. <laughs> oh yeah, just uh, coming up with. I, well, I, and what I love about the Quebecois French is that it, you know, you've got things like le hot dog, you know, like there's a certain amount of kind of English that sometimes squeezes its way in there, yeah. which I really appreciate. And I think that's really charming. And, yeah, that's my know. favorite part. Of it. I mean, there's a lot of favorite parts about Quebec, but that's <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, they're a little mushmash of everything. Yes, which I is I always fun. wonder what it's like for someone from France. Like, you know, when we hear someone from Australia and we're like... Why did you take a perfectly fine language and destroy it? <laughs> I wonder if people in France look at Quebec and they're like, what? Like, do they have an accent to someone from France? Oh, absolutely. Yes. The people from Quebec, the Quebecois accent generally yeah. for the people in France is like, oh, you're from the colonies. You, know? you think so? Oh, for sure. But you so know. That's what I know. So yes. for me, that's it. When I hear someone from France, I'm like, what did you do to this perfectly fine language? <laughs> exactly. Don't You don't sound Quebecois You don't sound French you at mean? all, person What's from happening? France, like my go favorite to college in Montreal. Jeez, when I was in France, uh, one of my favorite parts of being in France was if somebody found out that I was from Canada, they just started speaking French to me. Like, oh, oh you're from yes. Canada, so you must you must you're be from fluent Montreal. In Fr- yeah, you must be fluent in French, right? Yeah, yeah, I got and, that. Um, I was in France a long time ago. Same, same. yeah, and it was always like, oh, Montreal. Like it's just weird. Like <laughs> yeah, if you're exactly. in France, it's like Canada, Montreal, and everywhere else is be like Toronto or Vancouver. Yeah, but uh, so uh, so then I had to let them down easy with my butchered French and say, ah, no, 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 uh, je, je ne parle pas français. Je ne comprends pas le français. Poutine. Le hot dog. Combien francs? But actually, I did. You know what? With my high school French, I cobbled together some pretty good, uh, some pretty good sentences. Yeah, you know, and I don't. I mean, I suck it. I'm terrible. I'm not gonna pretend otherwise. But can get. Th- I can. I can get by in France. I got by in Quebec. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Well, I mean problems, but not the. End. I had to look up what a Mick Lomard was. What's a McLomard? They have like a lobster burger at McDonald's. Ah, I was going to say, it sounds like a McDonald's product. Yeah, yeah. So we were at like, uh, we were in Quebec City one time and we were like, what's this McLomard? And the lady, you know, she must have been our age, you know what I mean? Just like a high school kid. And 
She's like, um, it's an omed and a bun with lettuce. <laughs> like, <laughs> Love it. And we were like, okay, that did not answer our question. <laughs> and it turned out it was a lobster. And we were like, what? <laughs> Quebec is a magical land where you go to McDonald's and eat lobster? Like, is everyone here a millionaire? Well, and you know what? We, we were in a small town when we were in France. I was there with my husband, Danny. And we wanted to get a little bit of ground beef to make a little pasta sauce one night. So we go to the little grocery store and they didn't have any ground beef. The only beef they had was tartare, like the really super fancy, expensive, like you're supposed to eat this stuff raw. Yes. And uh, and we're like, but we want to cook it. We just want to have some pasta sauce. And so we ended up buying like steak tartare and cooking it for our pasta sauce. Wow. The most expensive pasta sauce you ever had? Like, Pretty much. Most uh, most expensive homemade pasta sauce I've ever made. You had to keep talking to Danny being like, don't do the conversion. Don't do the conversion. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do the conversion. Don't do it. You will not just... be happy with that. Yeah, we were, <laughs> when I went to France, we were on a school trip. So we were like kids. So we were the, t- the teacher. And Mr. Gnoli, and he, one time we were out at a, like a group dinner, and he ordered the steak tartare, and we were all just like horrified, you know. <laughs> oh, you're kids, so we're just like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, I'm in France. Uh, do as the French do. Yeah, we were like, well, you can get a beer at McDonald's, and they don't even card you. I'm 15 and drunk on the beach at Nice. Hee hee, ha ha, This is the greatest country ever made. <laughs> Je t'aime la France. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means, but uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're going to talk poutine uh, later on the podcast. We are. We're also. What else are we talking about? Uh, we've got a heist cast today. Yeah, good heist cast today. Uh, uh, in the show, we are going to talk a little bit about the U.S. dollar. Uh, we're going to learn. We don't learn in that break, but we learned afterwards. We'll just let you guys know now. Um, that the reason there's so much U.S. dollars in the country we're going to talk about is the unofficial currency of the nation. So that explains the money. At the yeah. time, we're like, what is all this money doing in this country? There you go. That is why. Uh, but we'll start off the podcast today with a West Coast flex. Serotonin. That's Girl in Red on 1027 The Peak. Good morning. It's Monday, 606. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. I had some natural serotonin injection on Saturday. You got your biophilia, your connection to nature? Did I ever. And you know how on Friday we were talking about how I kind of like ordered up Saturday in terms of weather? Yeah. (laughs) You did Uh, that on purpose. I did. I really did. I was like, this Saturday needs to be delicious. And (laughs) was it ever? Oh, my God. It was a really big Uh, West Coast flex day for me because I went skiing in the morning and I was sweating on the ski hill. I went up to Cyprus and there was so there was a lot of deep snow. And so it was really hard. It was hard to turn in it because there's so much snow. And then the sun was beating down and I'm sweating (laughs) and it's January. And then I come back home and I'm like, well, this day is still 
wonderful. And so I cracked a beer and drank a beer on the deck in the afternoon. And it was January 22nd. I, you know, the only thing you could have done to to just make this more West Coast is you should have been like, then I grabbed my paddleboard and I was out on the broad and the you know what I did? paddleboarding around. Then it was time for a little hack-a-sack on the beach. And I was like, well, okay, now you're living it. <laughs> flex, flex. <laughs> Triple Milky Chance with Stolen Dance on 1027 The Peak. Good morning. You're listening to The Early Show with Carrots and Cherries. It's 6.20 a.m. Well, you might have missed this story. It was Friday. We had a great weekend in front of us. Maybe you had the slopes in, on your mind or whatever. You might have missed this tweet from the Canadian government. But Inspection Canada or the uh, Canadian Food Inspection Agency uh, solicited a little feedback from us the citizens of this fine nation state. I like that. I like it when they ask for feedback. Yeah, you know, it's good. To, we always want to be consulted. Yes. What's the one thing that gets the government in trouble every time? Everything they do. Is never consulting. Never enough consultation. Exactly. Okay, so fair enough. So here they go. We want to hear from you, exclamation point. We're seeking comments from Canadians on a proposed change the size of diced white potatoes sold in cans. Our consultation is open until February 21st. Check out the proposed changes, and uh, it's a nothing tweet that would have that should have gone on the internet and and been nothing. Like literally four people that are really passionate about diced potatoes sold in cans probably got involved. But the internet being what it is, and the world being this hellscape that it is, we decided to have a little fun with this uh, post, and people were just dunking. Well, some people took it seriously. They're like, "Really, government of Canada." COVID's happening. This is what you're worrying about? And I was like, okay, other person, turn it down. The government has to do like 5,000 things at the same time. Yes. Not all COVID. Including the size of diced potatoes in cans. Like the Canadian Food Inspection Agency people need to like do their job too. Okay. Yes. So don't worry about that. After that, however, it got very funny. And mostly people talking about uh, <laughs> trying to get very serious about diced uh, potatoes, And then, of course, there was a third group of people who were like, potatoes are sold in cans. Yeah, uh, you can get canned potatoes. I fall into that category. Yeah, I, I've never, you know, I've bought canned vegetables before. Bought lots Beans, of canned vegetables. legumes in cans, but I've never bought potatoes. I thought potatoes already came in nature's can and you peel it off when you yeah. make them. That's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. I'm ignorant. No, I be, apparently you can also get them in little uh, cubes. But now, should the cubes be bigger? Yeah, That's so the big question The here. problem is the cubes are not, according to the government of Canada, mm-hmm. that dice cubes should not exceed 10 millimeters. But industry wants it to be like 15 millimeters. They want to juice it up. They do. They say it's to get more uh, potato in each and every can. But there's just no way no offense corporations but i think if you make the cubes bigger you get f- you there's more, more space, space in between right? there's no way the industry is doing this for us the diced canned potato consumer there's no way never in the history no there's of just, corporations have I they been like change the rules to make it better for consumers the never cor- the corporation is being lazy and they don't want to cut the potatoes as many times that could be it you know i think maybe that's what it is and then are they you know for the short-term gain not thinking about their long-term pain you then got to change all your dicing machines how much is that going to cost you guys come on now so uh debate club today <laughs> <laughs> It's heavy. We're going to get serious about diced potatoes. 
Where do you stand on canned diced potatoes? Where do you stand? Only red hot takes from here on out. Please, only. Uh, we only put four things up on the poll. Yeah. It's food and I'll eat it. I, I actually kind of want to try canned, diced canned potatoes now. Can them in gravy. Yeah, what about that? Because right now, it's water. Yeah, gross. Put gravy in there. Two yeah. birds, one stone. Let's go. Totally. Uh, can them in cheese. How about that? Huh? <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, you can. Potatoes, and it's just... And it, and and because it would be cold, it would it would be it would be solidified. Did you You'd just have to invent it canned poutine? Yes, I did. I did. Yes. Why did you give that away on the radio for free? <laughs> That's like a million dollar idea. Well, I know what I'm voting for. <laughs> you just take a lighter and heat up the bottom of the can, and it and then it, it warms the cheese. <laughs> That's how you do that. Fork that up. Oh my god, yeah. there's like drunk hangover food. Yes. In a can. Incredible. Yes. And then what I was going to vote for before I read that one was, they exist, question mark? <laughs> I had no idea. Never heard of di- diced canned <laughs> potatoes. Thank you, Government of Canada. That's the Royal Foundry. Okay, on 1027 The Peak, it's the early show with Karis and Jeremy, 633. And we're talking about the Canadian Food Inspection Agency getting serious about diced potatoes with us and asking for our input, which we... You know, we always appreciate. We like when the government asks us our thoughts on things. Uh, and uh, so they want to know about the size of potatoes in the cans and what, you know, what size should they be? Hello, I am jacked up like a Fiat with a flat right now over this potato issue. It's out of control. I can't believe they want to take the size of the diced potato from 10 millimeters to 15. What are they thinking? That's the other problem. It's going to cut down on the juices in the can. And the key is you got to scrape that smear off the can. Yes. So once you've got that smearing off, then you can have a party. So once you've got that smearing off, then you can have a party. So once you've got that smearing off, then you can have a party. Uh, no. Uh, oh. Too early for a dad joke. Okay, had to try. <laughs> Call or text Harris and Jeremy, 604-280-1027. How you doing? Uh, Real good. talking about canned food? Yes, we were talking about, well, we were talking about canned potatoes and how the uh, government of uh, Canada, the Food Inspection Agency, was uh, uh, soliciting feedback from Canadians on uh, increasing the size of the dice in diced canned potatoes. Okay. That's uh, how the conversation started. Little round potatoes in cans, but you know what? I found uh, bacon. Wrapped up in a can. So it's already cooked? No. Okay. It's on wax paper and then rolled up and then put into a can. It's from uh, Denmark, I believe. Tulip was the brand name. And it was the best for camping. Oh, and so so it's raw in the can? It looks just... If you open the can up and rolled out the other uh, paper, it looks like a package of ham. I'm bacon. Wow. Oh, so, okay, a couple advantages that maybe you could see in that. A, is it more shelf-stable than bacon oh, normal? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah, and no refrigerating. Oh, that's probably yeah. going to be super clutch. Oh, yeah. Now, where did you find this? This was, um, well, my dad, we used to go camping all the time, and my dad had to have his bacon and eggs, being English. My mother, being Danish, um, it was tulip, and it was, uh, I don't know if it's still on, on the market or maybe in Europe only, but I'm pretty sure... 
it was the best thing going. Like, <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm gonna have my canned bacon and canned hash browns, and uh, this could be a super camping. That could hack. be not a problem. The eggs would be a little dicey, though. Oh, you get the dehydrated ones. I'm living. I'm on the yeah, West Coast exactly. Trail, like living like a king. Oh wow! I want to go camping now. <laughs> Speed is of the essence. Um, okay, I got some for heist cast for you today. Check this out. A dude stole a million dollars in cash money that was destined to be destroyed. Now, they're calling this guy a criminal. I think he's an environmentalist. He saved it. He saved it from uh, being pollution. He's reducing, reusing, recycling is the way I see it. So uh, there was a million dollars in cash money at an airport hangar in Panama. It was going to be shipped back to uh, the United States for disposal, which probably just means like environmental catastrophe. And then this environmentalist, this activist, this hero uh, was like, no, this money is still perfectly good. And he took it. He, yeah, repurposed it. Right. Reduced, reused, recycled it. Yes. And I don't understand how this is a crime. <laughs> They were, were these, just going to light it on fire. Were these American dollars? Yes, I guess, you have right? to probably involved in the drug trade. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yes, yes. I mean, why is there one million dollars in cash in Panama? Mm, right. I mean, um, that, that's another podcast that some will cover on our podcast. Why is there just so much cash money in South America and Central America? That's for another podcast. All I know right now was that this cash money was going to be returned to the United States, destined to be destroyed. Yes. And, a, and another person came along and was like, this is perfectly good. And released it. And released it. You know, into the wild, mostly <laughs> into his own piggy banks. <laughs> so what's it? The Pan Panamarian Bellario. Panamanian. Panamanian Bellario. Yes. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the official currency. Yeah. But they said U.S. dollars, widely used. And it was four mm -hmm. guys that tried to steal. What happened was one of the guys got recently arrested. That's why I ended up in the news. One of the four guys arrested. They drove to the airport in Panama, dressed as security guards in a pickup truck. And we're like, hey, we're just here to take this dollars to go get burned. And they're like, well, you yeah, it checks out. It looks like you got a badge or something. So yeah. When you're car hearts so probably this is all real it <laughs> turns out it wasn't turns out it wasn't whoop, whoop. Uh oh uh, a man a plan a canal panama is a palindrome whoa what did you know that one i just thought you were having a seizure <laughs> no uh, whenever i think of panama i think of the palindrome a man a plan a canal panama when you do that backwards write it down on if you, when you do it backwards it is a man a plan a canal panama both ways when you write it down it's crazy. I don't know. My head hurts. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, what? Man, so it feels like Tawasin. The saw was sent and the T returned to the front. Is that it? Is that part of it? <laughs> no. And then I can spell Tawasin right every time. All right, uh, all right. I know. I wish I could spell Tawasin right every time. I Every time the I fail. The saw was sent and the T returned to the front. <sighs> okay. Say it again one more time. The saw was sent and the T returned to the front. The saw was sent and the T returned to the front. Okay. So you go, saw Tawasin. was sent. Then take the T, T and, and put, put it, it all the way in the saw. So S A W yep. W A S the saw S -E -N. was sent. Put the T on put the front. Put the T front. Saw was yeah. sent and the saw. T returned to the front. Okay. Boom. You will never spell Tawasin wrong no. again or Sawasin or however you want to pronounce it. Yes. You will never spell it wrong again. Thank you. You'll pronounce like it that. wrong like me every time, but you will never spell it wrong. Good. First things first. I think it's a French word. Is it? No. No, it's not. <laughs> 
callback to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Right? It is not Putin. It's not Putin. No. Uh, Bunch of accent goo. <laughs> what do you say? Accent goo? Accent goo. Accent goo. <laughs> uh, okay, so we learned a lot about Panama and how they use U.S. dollars and how you yep. can just walk into the airport and take them if you want. Don't recommend that as a tourist. Yeah. <laughs> it was good that they had a pickup. This one was a pickup truck, not scooters. They had a pickup truck. Yes. With some decals, like someone wrote on the door, security, very legitimate security pickup. And it's like, ah, checks out. Incredibly legitimate. You want to take two million or you just need a million? Yeah. Well, <laughs> want me to help you carry this? <laughs> the other guy at the airport, want me to help you carry this? <laughs> Thanks. That'd be great. Yeah, it's that'd be great. Big bags. Check it in the back of our very legitimate security pickup truck. Is that a master? It is. It is a yes. It's little a- Mazda four-cylinder pickup is great. They yeah. never break down. No. Wow. Okay, guys, have fun. <laughs> I hear you can take these things 200 kilometers an hour on the highway. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Uh, all right. So if you have uh, something to share with us, if you are interested in Lay's potato chips, feel free to- I feel like we're getting a prize. I feel like a prize is coming. Uh, yeah, I think at any moment now. At any moment, we're going to have- we hope to have chips from Lay's. Yes. And they promised it on our Twitter DM. Yeah. Was they being catfished? I don't know. We'll find out. Yep. But we might have some cucumber flavor. I gave flavor. them my visa information and my social insurance number just <laughs> no, for the Jeremy, duty. Just for the duty. And then they're going to send us chips. Jeremy, we've been over this again. You can't. You have to stop doing that. I have to send my mother's maiden name, too. I didn't send enough oh, information. You know what? It's your social insurance number that assures that it gets here within 10 days. Yes. That's what they need, Jeremy, That's is your sin. Sin. Okay. That's well, what they need. We should get chips after this very legitimate DM on my Twitter. I'm sure it was fine. <laughs> sure. So if you want to get in on that. Uh, I don't worry. I sent a work address. I didn't put my personal address oh, on good. there. It, was, it had a blue check mark, but I was like, Meh, I don't know. You know, anyone could be Lay's Canada. I'll give them my SIN number, but I'm not giving them my <laughs> home address. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to tweet at us at Jeremy underscore Baker or at Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S, hog, H-O-G-G. What should be our question? What is the fastest you've ever driven on a highway? Oh, Hypothetically. Yes. You don't Hi- want to get in trouble. Hypothetically, because- Early uh, on the show. I don't think we, we didn't cover this in the podcast, did we? Yeah. Um, no, no, we didn't. We had a punk, punk-ass kid, a 20-year-old from uh, Abbotsford, bust over the weekend, driving 200 kilometers an hour in his mom's 2003 Mazda protege. Gets pulled over. Engine starts smoking. He blew the engine. Is a new driver. Many tickets. Impounded car. That all happened on the weekend. $800 in tickets. Seven day. The car is grounded for seven days. Yeah. And because he's a new driver. Nine points on his license. Yeah. And then probably will actually experience a. Um, a suspension potentially yeah, of his license. A sternly worded email from the superintendent of drivers or whatever. Yes. At the minimum, but probably a greater suspension. Probably. Not only that, but then also blew up mom's car. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Sorry, your your 2003 Mazda protege is blown up. Mom! How am I going to get to work? Your car's in the shop, mom. <laughs> I can see you just being mad. Where are the pizza pockets, mom? <laughs> your car's in the shop. How am I going to get to work? I'm gonna ride, you're going to ride in the basket of your e-bike, mom? Ralph. Iota. Ralph. <laughs> 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 Ralph, you're grounded. Can't ground me, Mom. I'm a 20-year-old man. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Exactly. Um, oh, and also. So that got us uh, talking how fast were people. <laughs> then all was people like texting in about how fast they got their shitty cars. Yes, exactly. Like I remember when I took my 2001 Chevy Sprint on a on a very, very uh, speedy trip on the Coquihalla once, and it was shaking something fierce. Yeah, and you didn't get, even get close to 200. You know what? It wasn't even 2001. I think it was like a 1996 Chevy Sprint. Oh, yeah. No, nowhere close to it 200. It ran. Like, I don't oh, know. No, how no, do you no. get a protege going 200 on I don't, Well, apparently. With all the potholes and flood damage, you'd be flying yeah, more than I don't driving. Know, but it's very dangerous. Don't do that. Don't do it. Oh, I got don't. in super trouble. Uh, but I, I, I can't even get my car close to 200. It starts to. My car starts to cry and yell at me yeah. way before that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, and also, just a point of note, of course, Sawasan is uh, an indigenous name yeah, for the peninsula. I I we're, we're joking. No it's not French. actually French. We know it's not a French name. Well, I guess I didn't know, know that. I just assumed it was indigenous. Yeah, yeah. Not too many, like, British captains named, like, John Sawasan. Yeah. No. John Sawasan touched his anchor down here once and named a town after himself. Um yeah, Swanson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I will always know how to spell it. So thank you. There we go. This this all of a sudden the T return at the front. All right, I guess we'll call that a program. That's a program. Bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right, we're done here.